0: What's up everybody, it is Joseph from the Peaked in College podcast, episode 9. You can find us on Amazon Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, did I say Apple Podcasts? Uh, Stitcher, and maybe some other stuff, but those are the main ones. Share with your friends and family for any college-related stories, and honestly just personal stories and, you know, talk about philosophy and whatnot, you know, you know how we do. Uh and aside from sharing with friends and family if there's ever a way you can donate to the show we very much appreciate it right now if you hear any outside noise i'm trying to drown it out as much as possible i'm doing this in my room <clears throat> another solo episode because quite literally it is a crime scene right now at uh, at, at Ben's house Ben's going through a lot right now <clears throat> so i'm i'm we're definitely letting him off the hook for this one because really, like, he's he's going through some stuff. I can't get into detail uh, about it, but he's got some blood to clean up. That's all I'm going to say. <clears throat> that aside, today I want to get into um, some... this this one character from this book I've been reading, The Looming Towers. Basically, talks about 9-11. Uh, hilarious, hilarious character. I didn't expect to laugh so much from a book about 9-11. Uh, that's one thing. The second thing is Mission Hill. I rediscovered the show Mission Hill that came out in like, I don't know, 1999 or 2000. Fucking hilarious. Uh, I might share some weed stories. Who knows? Uh, torture. I promise I'll make that interesting. And probably just, just some more college stories. I might talk about Yik Yak back in my day. So let's get into that. Uh, oh, There we go. That's much Man, I love the pause feature for voice memos. It's like I could go and take a shit and come back and it's like not a second passes by. Anyway, let me let me first get into um, the Looming Towers book because this shit is hilarious. I wanted to read the Looming Towers to try and get an idea of Al-Qaeda and kind of like, like the build up to 9-11 and... How much of an inside job was it? How much did the CIA know? Yada, yada, yada. But then in the fucking process, I learned about this guy from Egypt. Like, they, we take this back pretty pretty far. This guy was born in 1919. <clears throat> I think his name is Muhammad Khatub. Khatub. I think that's how they say his name. I just, I kind of called him Khatub, but I don't know, Khatub. I'll try and call him by his name, Khatub. While this guy comes from this, like, bumfuck Egypt-ass pl- Actually, he's from Egypt. He's from Egypt. Very clearly the bumfuck part of, of actual Egypt. He flies to the U.S., and he's in different cities for, like, several months at a time, and he kind of understands, like, the American mind through interactions with Americans and kind of just seeing stuff around him, like, in uh, Washington, D.C., in, like, Colorado... Uh, and some other places. I don't know if he goes to New York. I think he does. Anyway, says here, Kutub would later write that racism had brought America down from the summit to the foot of the mountain, taking the rest of humanity down with it. Oh, uh, race? Racism had brought America down, huh? And then, literally, like, three or four pages later, it says, at this time... It was the end of the Big Band era. Rock and roll was still over the horizon. And in his quotes, Jazz is the American music created by Negroes to satisfy their primitive instincts, their love of noise, and their appetite for sexual arousal. (laughs) Holy shit. It's a pretty charged, statement. I mean, hey, I get it. Like this guy's talking in like the 40s, but still, like, fuck, <laughs> it's so uncalled for. I mean, no, no respect for how jazz music came to be in the African American communities. Just more like it's just to satisfy their primitive instincts, their 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 monkey brains, their appetite for sexual arousal. I'm like. <laughs> wow, this guy's a fucking class act right here. And then get this. <laughs> He's on point with some of his comments where he said, the fact remained that materialism was the real American God. The soul has no value to Americans. It's like, oh, okay. Right, right. thats You're on the nose with that. That's a good point. But then when it comes to like his personal relationships, what, what was it? <laughs> it was the women, however, who posed the real threat to this lonely Egyptian bachelor. Yeah, fucking bachelor's kind of a stretch to call him that. but Like, basically, this guy was like a virgin trying to, I guess, I don't know. Remember, he's coming from the world of hijabs, not like not seeing any skin and thinking that that's the way it should be. He said, far more than most settlements in the American West. Greeley, oh, he's, he's like Greeley. That was the city he was in expressed a powerfully feminine aesthetic the city had not been settled by miners or trappers or railroad workers who lived in a world largely without women yada yada it's populated by well educated families the female influence was evident in the cozy houses yada 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 and then he said in his quotes the issue oh oh in quote when he when he talked to a woman there i guess like in his uh Doctor program or whatever, I, I really don't know the, the context, but she said the issue of sexual relationships is simply biological, one of the college women explained to Kutub, you Orientals complicate this simple matter by introducing a moral element to it the bull and the cow, the ram and the ewe, the rooster and the hen, none of them consider moral consequences when they have intercourse and therefore, life goes on simple, easy, and carefree and then this is literally what he thought after that after that sentence, after this woman's explaining, like, sex can just be biological. It doesn't have to be a moral thing. You can, you can be sexually free. It doesn't have to be limited in any kind of way. Like, as long as two people consent, it's a beautiful thing outside of morality. Sometimes outside of emotional intimacy as well. It's a beautiful, amazing thing. Literally, the next thing he says is, the fact that the, fact that the woman was a teacher made this statement all the more subversive. <laughs> <clears throat> In Kutub's opinion, since she would be polluting generations of young people with her amoral philosophy, <laughs> not only does he does he find black people repulsive along with jazz music, but but the women are the seducers. <laughs> it's it even better. One night. There, there was this uh, chick who was drunk that like showed up at his in his room like on his doorstep or something like that and she was ho- looking for a place to stay the night quite clearly drunk <laughs> kind of just wanting to relax but also kind of interested in him and it's like dude she's handing herself on a silver platter to you man and, and he, he's like it is not a woman's place to, to share a bed with a man <laughs> It is. It is not for you to 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 tits tits. No, 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 no. Muhammad would not. Muhammad would not appreciate what I'm doing right now. The Prophet Muhammad would not have this. I should know. I've been named after him. His name is Muhammad Qutb. And the woman says, like, even though he only has one bed, she's pushing and she's like is one bed not good enough for two people, and he basically, like, long, to keep a long story short, he shuts the door in her face, <laughs> and she falls back, and hits, hits the pavement, stumbles down, hurts herself, and then just leaves, and he just looks <laughs> at the door, like, <laughs> like, my God saved me today, <laughs> my God saved me tonight, not, like, as if, like, he couldn't just have a woman over and just, like, keep her for the night so she could just be safe while she's drunk. No, it just has to be a sexual thing. He has to fucking objectify women. Even if you're not going to have sex, like, don't fucking judge her. It's her lifestyle. You're in their... You're in our country, not Egypt. But no, like, he's, he's got to, like, turn this woman down. And, and when he's talking with that other chick, he's got to, uh... <clears throat> Say so that everything this bitch is saying is subversive. I'm not willing to understand the, the, the female understanding of, of, of sex and, and intercourse. No, no, no. It must be all wrong. She is subversive because she is the woman. It's like, I will have none of this. This understanding of sex. Meanwhile, he's hard the whole time. (laughs) My God made me strong. I will not give in to temptation. (laughs) Meanwhile, like he's... I bet you he's hard the whole time. He's like talking to these women. (laughs) Surprise, surprise when they don't want to talk to him again. I just thought that was funny. (laughs) Reading in a book about 9-11... Hearing literally nothing about 9-11 yet. Just the the simple life of this this guy from literal bumfuck Egypt named (laughs) Kutub his disdain for women and showing skin and quote unquote primitive instinct Negro music. (laughs) Good God. Oh, man. Anyway, now that I got that out of the way, what did I want to talk about? Oh, so I recently stopped speaking of torture. Yeah, I know. I'm not really segueing into this properly, but I recently stumbled across a website or two that kind of shows like gory, really disturbing kills or accidents or fatalities or whatever. <clears throat> and uh, don't ask me how but this totally reminds me of back when i was like in seventh grade and i had a friend and him and i found a site called that's fucked.comph. ph and you know when you're young you're experimenting same goes for college you're experimenting so some things are excusable some things aren't but when you're that age 13 14 it's excusable but when you see these videos like Sometimes they could traumatize you, they could gross you out, and they really show you your tolerance uh, and where you stand and how you feel about gore and blood and guts and crimes and beatings and accidents, suicides, all that. Yeah, I saw some of the craziest stuff. Some people still alive with things in their head uh, dead bodies with, like, their entire skull cap peeled open, people getting run over and just, like, squeezed, like, fucking toothpaste, man, I think I talked about this, actually, in one of the other episodes, anyway, I saw some dude get, like, the back of his head blown out by an assault rifle, and I was like, ooh man, that's enough for today, but then it made me wonder, like, for the things that people don't, uh, like, die from, what would be the worst thing to happen to you, honestly? <clears throat> an F in my organic chemistry class. It's like, oh, shut up. Half the class gets an F in that anyway. No, um, I think probably, like, the the, the only thing that comes to mind, really, the worst thing that, that feels like torture to me would be a sledgehammer to the testicles <laughs> i feel like if somebody like yanked my scrotum <clears throat> taped it, taped like the, the stretchy part down so that my balls had nowhere to move because like when you get hit in the nuts like your nuts will can retract into your body so no further damage is done to them but if you leave them out like that and, and you get slammed <clears throat> with a sledgehammer with like the area it's, it's larger than than what is taken up in space by your testicles. I think that I, I think the body's reaction is like to vomit, ring out with pain, and I don't know. I would hope that I pass out immediately. Honestly, I think that's the worst thing I can imagine. That's it makes me shudder even just thinking about it now. Anyway, I won't t- talk too much more about that. Spe- going back to college, since this, this is a college podcast, <clears throat> I want to get into the meat and potatoes of uh, this episode. Back when I was in my first year, uh, which I dormed for, there's this anonymous social media app, or anonymous social posting app, or whatever you want to call it, called Yik Yak. People would download Yik Yak on their phones, and they post whatever. And the thing is, <clears throat> whatever you posted didn't have a username or anything. Whatever you posted is what you posted, and no one really knew who was who, right? And it was very simple. You post a comment. It's there in a sea of comments that you vertically scroll through, and you could upvote it or downvote it. And I think if something got downvoted too much, like maybe more than like three or four downvotes, like it got deleted but here's what people started doing first of all they started making like really funny jokes which was awesome really really funny jokes which would get like thousands and thousands of upvotes and then you could see uh uh the the jokes people put on yik yak from different colleges like dickinson college oh that's hilarious if if a person there's what was that one if a person from Dickinson College takes a selfie, is it considered a dick pic? <laughs> and, um, legend has it, if you fuck one girl from every sorority at the University of Texas, you will be reborn as one of our turtles. <laughs> Some of these are great. And then having sex on, on Daylight Savings Time. Fuck for an hour and 22 seconds. Thanks, Daylight Savings Time oh, they're so good, but besides that, people would make dares with each other, and this is, this is where I'm getting to the good part, people would make dares with each other, that if this, this yak yak, or like, if this yak got enough votes, <clears throat> then I'm going to do this, if this got this many upvotes, I'm going to do that, if this got this many upvotes, I'm going to do this in professor gonzalez's class like literally in specific classes too and eventually i was in a class uh i think this might have been my first semester or second i don't remember i want to say it was first i was i was taking calculus which honestly i didn't actually need to take because i got a five on the ap back in high school but my ap credits didn't uh what was i gonna say they didn't show yet so I couldn't really figure that out with the uh, department and uh, plus I was also a fucking idiot and I didn't really know how all that credit stuff worked anyway so I was taking that class and basically by the time I was able to (laughs) decide I didn't want to take the class because I got a 5 on the AP and like my credit was already accounted for I already spent 2 months in that class and I had 3 different friend groups Yes, I knew how to college and I knew how to college right At least socially And so I decided to stick through the class Because I liked the people I was hanging out with And I ended up making like a B plus Which I should have just taken the fucking AP score Anyway So I'm with one group That's like more of the group that's decided like We'd like to pull pranks or do some fun, fun stupid shit in class one was that we would have our laptops out, <clears throat> me and two other guys, maybe a third guy, and we would all kind of just have, like, porn playing, but, like, like the audio turned down. <laughs> the audio completely turned down, but, like, you just see four laptops with porn on full screen, like, just consistently playing, <laughs> and it's in the front of class where the professor can't see. <laughs> This is in a in a lecture hall with, like, 500 people in it, mind you. That was hilarious. They chickened out. They didn't do it. <laughs> but whatever. Uh, I, I fucking... I was willing to do it, even though my laptop was a piece of shit at the time. Like, even if it was... Even if the porn was buffering, like, every second, like, I, I still would have been a champ and done it. Anyway, we didn't do that one. Uh, I did one where... I memorized because our professor was Russian I memorized like a phrase in Russian and I was practicing it over and over like in the middle of class and then I raised my hand to ask the professor a question and I asked him that question I still remember it like it was literally that day I still remember it and he fucking responded in Russian then he asked me if I spoke Russian and I was like oh hell no There may have been a yik yak for that, but the one that takes the cake and it's the thing I'm most known for at my college. Even though you can't see my face uh, in in the pictures showing me doing this, was if I got I think it was like eighty upvotes, I would sleep in class. I would I would bring in like I don't think you guys understand. I ended up doing this anyway with, um, it was supposed to be with my friends. They were supposed to hide me. So I wouldn't be seen as I'm walking into class. And this class is at like 11 AM. My friends, once again, chicken out cause they're pussies. And I end up having to go into class anyway. So here I am walking in my t-shirt, That's just a plain white t-shirt, which I usually go to sleep with, uh, Pillsbury, Pillsbury Doughboy pajama pants. Uh, some blue shoes to match. Some blue blue and white Pillsbury Doughboy pajama pants. I have my pillow in one hand. I have my backpack on and I have my bed sheets inside my backpack. So class starts at eleven. It goes from like eleven to twelve thirty. I realize my friends aren't showing up and I message them and they're like, oh dude, we're already in class, man. I'm like, thanks fuckers. So I go in anyway, not being hidden. Professor doesn't notice me for whatever reason, even though I'm walking straight in the dead center middle line. People kind of start laughing, like realizing what's going on. I'm not looking at anybody because at this point I'm pretty like, I'm like, how, how do I put it, metaphorically sweating. And I get smack dab in the center of class behind some chairs, put my stuff down. Lay down so I'm not seen for a, for a second longer. I put my pillow down. And I pull out my bed sheets, and I just kind of put them over myself. I spent the entire class in that position with my bed sheets over me. First, I covered them over my face, but then I realized my heart is beating so fast. I couldn't even sleep, even if I wanted to. I was so nervous. And then after like after like thirty. Thirty-five minutes or so, I eventually calmed down enough to start actually sleeping, and I put the, I put the bedsheet over like, over my face, but not my head, so like I could breathe and relax. Unbeknownst to me, friend group number two was right in front of me. Actually, no, I realized that pretty early on. They were right in front of me. Friend group number one, the one who I was going to do the the Pornhub uh prank with. They were a few rows above them, and then friend group number three was in, like, the bottom left area. You got to see this place. 500-person lecture hall. You know how the seats are kind of, like, routed out, and I was being, I had pictures taken of me by two of the friend groups. Then kind of out of nowhere, I guess my friends might have... No, they didn't really message me about it. I heard some movement around me while I was trying to sleep. And I realized the first bit of movement was... One of the guys that kind of knew friend group number one uh, took my shoes. He took my shoes. I don't really know where he put them the entire time. But I was like, okay, well, I have no fucking shoes. What's this going to turn out to be? And then... A few more minutes go go by, maybe like seven or eight. Somebody takes my backpack. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I think it's the same guy, but I don't know because my head's covered under the, the the, the, uh, the covers at this point. 45, 50 minutes in, and some guy comes up to me, and I mean comes up to me, and spoons me. And this isn't fun. I'm 5'10". This guy's like 6'1". I'm the little spoon here. And uh, women, I get it. And, and he he kind of like puts his arm over me. And his. I can smell his breath. He's, he's so close to me. And I'm like, I kind of stay still for a little bit. And then I turn my head while it's under the covers. And he's like, <laughs> I'll never forget. <laughs> I'll never forget what he said. He said, I did it for the yak, bro. I just slowly turn my head back around. Like, I don't know how to feel. And then he kind of stays there a little longer. And then he comes back to his seat. By the time I finish with the prank, I look on Yik Yak and witness the aftermath of, of, of what happened. Everyone on Yik Yak was posting, "Holy shit, he did it! Holy shit, he did it! He's sleeping in class. He's sleeping in class." Who's that guy coming up to him? (laughs) And then I see like the Yak of of, of the guy who uh, who spooned me for like 80 likes. (laughs) If I get 80 likes, I'll spoon the guy who's sleeping in class. And this was so this was so dope. People in other classes were like, "Is he really doing it? Is he really doing it?" There were people from other classes, even though, uh, the, uh, I can't say the name of the hall, but it, it ends with 100, uh, is, is a pretty far away class from some of the buildings. People were coming in from other classes just to see that I was there sleeping in the middle of class. Professor didn't notice a thing, or if he did, he was like, "Hmm," and went back to teaching uh, calculus. In his very, uh, how do I put it? monotone way of teaching class. Anyway, I got up, put my bed sheets back in my backpack, and I had one of my uh, f- friends from one of my friend groups do my poppers. So poppers meaning like quiz poppers, not, not like the drug. Um, <clears throat> and so I got attendance, like scored for that for that class you're supposed to pay attention to the board and like do like three quiz questions. So I had my friend answer that for me, which is really nice. I just kind of got up, like (laughs) waited for the teacher to turn around or start talking with the students. And then I kind of like lightly jogged out of the classroom. (laughs) It looks like an amphitheater, honestly, more than a classroom. But like, as I'm jogging out, like people are talking to me. People are like, Hey, what's that? What? Why did you? Why did you come and sleep in class? Like, why did you do that? Why did you? That was always the question. Why? 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 And I was like, I don't know. I thought it'd be fun. Or like, this class is so boring. I just wanted to make it interesting. <laughs> the story doesn't end there. So, this is a shame. But like, next class, uh, in in this one hundred building is held by this chemistry teacher and this is a guy i really like i like this chemistry teacher i was planning to take this guy's class on next semester because originally i was a biology major looking to do biomed and i'm sleeping in class by biomed it all checks out right and he realized what happened because all the students were telling him about it And and for most of his class he goes on a rant about, uh, or maybe like 20 minutes, I don't know, somebody told me most of class, or 20 minutes, somebody told me one of those things, he goes on a rant, saying about how students like that are the worst, that they don't appreciate this opportunity going to college, and like, that sucked to hear, because I respected him, but he's right, (laughs) I did not appreciate the situation I was in, in, in in dorming at the University of Houston. I loved it, but man, and I did appreciate it to an extent, but definitely not as much as I should have, given all the things that went right with my life leading up to, to the moment of me sleeping in class. And on top of that, my picture, I realized, starts getting reposted, posted, reposted everywhere. It was on Twitter, it was on Imager it was on Instagram. It was on Facebook. It was on Google. But like, I remember, I remember looking at the numbers. Like eventually I just stopped looking after it got like, like 8,000 or 10,000 retweets. And after it got like about 250,000 likes on, um, what was it? It's, It's like this fraternity Instagram account. And after like 250,000 likes, I was like, holy shit, okay, this is this is nuts, this is wild. And I had an, it got to the point where I also showed up on Reddit, several hundreds of thousands, I, I think on Reddit, of views, I think. I actually have another picture of me go viral on Reddit uh, from when I was in high school. And I've, my friend said a million views, of, of over a million views on Reddit, I don't know if that's true but that's, I'll share that conversation right after this, uh, <clears throat> I had an article written about me with, with the, the finishing line, with the clincher being, like, a Batman quote saying, like, he's not the hero we need right now, but he's the hero we deserve, <laughs> talking about me in, in, the state of kids and classes and boring college classes and sleeping and whatnot, and ironically, for my little 15 seconds of fame, nobody talked to me, like, nobody knew really talked to me, except for the guy that spooned me. That guy ended up being really, really cool, and because of Yik Yak, <clears throat> he actually did another upvote thing, where he said, in the same class, that if he got 100 upvotes, it was either hundred or 180, that he would play porn in that class with the sound all the way up that guy had some balls in that same class with boring monotone McDouchebag teacher. He played porn for 30 seconds uninterrupted. And it sucked because like the moment he started playing, everyone like instinctively was like, "Shh, shh he's doing it, he's doing it. Shh. And everything was quiet around his side of the classroom, which was kind of like like center right. And I was a few seat, like rows above like above him, like with friend group number one, and we were all just looking at him, and he he wasn't in a costume or anything, someone else showed up in a costume in that same class, uh, this might have been during Halloween time, I don't remember, but, like, this guy, no mask, no nothing, he was just showing his face for all to see with his laptop, I couldn't see the screen too, too clearly, but boy, everyone could hear it. And, like, people kind of, like, stifled their laughs just so they could all be quiet and hear it in unison. It was a class effort. (laughs) But his choice. And I'll never forget what our monotone teacher said that made him so cool in, like, three seconds. Our teacher was at his podium looking straight at the student with kind of, like, a, almost like a bored look on his face. Thirty seconds flat passes by. He pauses the video. You know what the title of the video was? They put po- they posted it up on Yik Yak as well. It was compilation of girls squirting. <laughs> <laughs> It was so good. It was so good. (laughs) This man knew what he was doing and did it well. I love it. Pauses the video or just closes his laptop, period. Which, that's never a safe idea because the moment you open your laptop, like this is back in the days where you open your laptop and the video you were playing starts to play on its own the moment you open it up and you have to but your stops because you have to put your password in to unlock the computer (laughs) anyway teacher looks at him dead in the eyes video stops playing you can hear a pen drop just for a quick second you can hear a pen drop before the teacher gets on the microphone it looks at him and says in a Russian accent did you finish everyone lost their minds when he said that did you finish (laughs) oh my god the most boring teacher at school has now become the chad of all chads before chad was even a term Like the coolest of the cool. That was the greatest moment in teacher history for me personally, at this college. That was so awesome. For for those that don't understand the joke, like guy plays porn for 30 seconds and then stops the video. Did you finish in 30 seconds? (laughs) It's, it's It's the ones you least expect. To have such great humor, my God, that was awesome. Also, in that same class, uh, in the last few weeks before it was was over, uh, I ended up bringing my yoga mat in that class and doing yoga on, on the left side, because we kind of just realized at that point, the teacher just did not care. He wasn't going to acknowledge anyone's, like, bullshit, unless it was really, really, like, really disrupting the class if you wanted to do yoga in class you could and so i did because this was the year that i found yoga and it helped me in like literally everything in life yoga helped me with breathing and dance it helped improve my flexibility for dance and it actually you know you know okay i'm gonna save yoga for another time because it's the reason my knee pops out from time to time, and it also saved me from a breakup with the one woman in my life who's the greatest woman I've, I've ever met. But like, <clears throat> again, another say that for another time. Yik yak, bro. So funny. Those days were so great. Fucking 2014 to 2015. I'll, I'll I'll hint hint you guys in on a little something. I dormed in college for a year. Then I commuted for the next semester after that, and I dropped out that third semester uh, to do a bunch of odd jobs. But, well, I became a professional home inspector, but because of my back injury at 19, ended up stopping that, doing a bunch of odd jobs, and finally deciding it would be best that I go back to college. And only now, this semester, am I finally about to graduate. I've been through a ride. And the story I just told you was a small sliver of that ride. Also, speaking of Yik Yak, we have some people who like, whether for the, doing it for the Yak or not, would jump in the, jump in the water feature that we have in like one of the central areas of, of campus, uh, clothes and all, <laughs> or sometimes people would use Yik Yak to be like, if I get enough upvotes, I'm going to talk to that cute chick that I've always wanted to talk to <clears throat> at, uh, at the dining hall. Honestly. These are these college moments that you should never forget. Never let these slip away from you. They're beautiful. They're wholesome. They're great. Anyway, kind of in that same vein, um, when I rediscovered the show Mission Hill, I felt like, oh my God, this is that mentality that, that I love. This is that style of humor that I love. Mission Hill follows a guy named Andy, Andy French, who's an aspiring cartoonist but here's where it hits home, he's got, he's got flatmates, as you would say in British, English, he's got roommates, he's not dorming, he's not in college, he works, like a typical kind of like minimum wage job, he's got two roommates, but here's the most relatable part, he's 24, <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I'm 25 right now, and I'm like, damn, <clears throat> He lives kind of in a place that looks like Manhattan, uh, kind of like, like the (coughs) cheaper side, cheaper living side of Manhattan. Actually, no, if I'm being honest, uh, Manhattan definitely didn't cost as much in 1999 as it does now. Uh, and the, uh... Andy Andy has a little brother named Kevin who is finishing out his last year of high school uh, with him, so he becomes his his third roommate. And they don't get along at first, and their their personalities clash in a very endearing way. And, uh, God, you gotta watch it! But you gotta watch it. Mission Hill, Mission Hill, H I L L. What's something I was gonna say? The little brother Kevin is voiced by the guy who plays Robin from Teen Titans. I never... Oh, my God. Just knowing that. I, I hope that doesn't make me change my idea of Robin, because Robin is so cool in Teen Titans. But as Kevin French, he's such a dweeb. But he's a dweeb with personality. I mean, he's. it's not like he's a poorly written character. He's very well written. Uh, and... Also, the voice actor who plays SpongeBob before SpongeBob Squarepants came out uh, is in this one as a guy in a relationship with a bigger, a more Italian guy. <laughs> and he's great in this show. Oh, I highly suggest you check it out. Uh, what's 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 more of what we're gonna get into? Oh, so I've been getting ready for this jam like dance wise uh it's a three versus three battle jeez that's another thing i want to mention because i live in a downtown apartment and the freeway freeway is right below me i'm hearing cars constantly i sleep with earplugs every night and um every now and then you'll have someone honk their horn and they'll have a train horn instead of a normal horn i used to think you could only get train horns for like a thousand dollars or like five hundred dollars some of this shit is getting so cheap you can get them for more like $100 and and they're legal depending on the decibel uh count but people will put douchebags sorry not people douchebags will put train horns in their cars to punish those hopefully hopefully they use them for justice and not for evil you know they don't just torment people with their train horn and that'd be real douchey but if someone cuts you off in traffic, well, it's like a train's right behind you. Hopefully, it'll convince that person to not make that mistake again and be more aware. But then on the flip side, you can scare someone so bad that they, like, they make another driver mistake and they actually end up causing an accident. So, honestly, you're better off not doing the fucking train horn, in my humble opinion, even though, even though it adds a layer of... Um, uh, intrigue to, to a person's day. It's like, oh, train. You don't hear that every every day outside of your front door. Oh, yeah. So getting ready for this jam, I have like five practices left. A lot of things have been getting in the way of it, but I've been pushing through, and I feel strong. I feel stronger because of it. However, since I've been <clears throat> having guys come in uh, every day, to um my asshole now into my apartment to work on on the shower from like nine ish sometimes they come even earlier to around 5 p.m like i always have to go to the restroom like every hour or so because i drink tons of water uh downstairs in like the lobby area and i have to shower at la fitness where i normally train or i don't shower at all i either train at la fitness and shower there, or I don't shower at all, and so I have been practicing hard, I'm ready for this, my mom's about to see me in my elements for the first time <clears throat> ever in 13 years, she's never seen me battle at a jam, so I never invited her to a jam, and I hardly go to jams, period, but boy, <clears throat> when I finish this jam, I have a full supremus maximus screaming sicilia screaming sicilian pizza company pizza staring me in the face sweet italian sausage premium pepperoni green and red peppers onions black olives mozzarella cheese secret recipe tomato sauce that means come stone-fired medium crust pizza it says this will rule your mouth yeah because there's cum in it (laughs) (laughs) no but i am so ready to i got four gummies and there's some hefty gummies in my drawer. I'm going to get high. I'm probably going to be alone. I actually prefer to be alone, honestly. And I'm going to eat this entire fucking pizza and more uh, the day after, on the 30th. Let's <clears throat> we'll see what day is that. Oh, hell yeah, that's a Sunday. That's perfect. And I'm just going to either like watch movies... Or, no, more more often than not, because weed helps to numb my back pain, I'm probably going to sit and play video games. And I'm going to have a great-ass time going into the deep, going into my, I'm taking a dive into the marine guana, marine guana. I'm going to influence myself with seaweed deep down in the ocean abyss the cannabis yeah honestly it took me a while before I actually ended up um, smoking weed and actually took me I didn't drink I didn't drink until I turned 21 if you can fucking believe it because I don't drink period because it makes my body feel like shit and um I mean I'm trying to be an athlete here uh (laughs) as you can imagine I don't get out much But one really funny story I'll mention was I think the first time I smoked weed was also, oh, it was on New Year's, that's right. It was on New Year's like five or six years ago. I was either 19 or 20. And when I was just getting really, like, really baked and feeling it, I'm like, oh my God! This is what it fucking feels like. Looking at my friend who's been smoking for years. And he's like, yeah, bro. It's so amazing to see you go down this journey. <clears throat> I'm like, dude, I know, bro. Let me tell you something. And then this is where I, I got the... Uh, I made the model in my head where... It feels like marijuana kind of blurs or dulls your, your senses or your mental vision. However whatever it does tend to focus on feels like a very brightly lit tunnel that's very clear. And through those tunnels, trains are moving through them. And so you could grab onto one of those trains as if it's a thought and take it far and wide. And you could take one thought and you could extrapolate and expand upon it forever. And then sometimes other thoughts will come into your mind. They don't come as as often as... I would say uh when you're sober but when they do you can choose to grab onto that train and then take that thought for a ride it feels like you're taking thought trains for for rides train hopping that's that's what it felt like my first time so i got high and like for the first hour and a half i was there at my friend's place and then he says like are you ready i'm like ready for what we're going to a new year's party i was like what i can't be in public high why like we're going to you to to so-and-so's place i can't say who the who by names but her and i her place like she's in the same crew as me her and i are cool i haven't seen her in a while though and we're going to her place my friend th- thought it best to drive my car and i was like yeah better you than me because <laughs> we didn't have anyone sober around so what are you gonna do lo and behold, like I've driven high many times after this and I'm more or less fine. I've driven home drunk and I'm more or less fine, but now I definitely advise against it knowing how many accidents happen. If you can help it for the love of God, do not drive back drunk. Don't think you have, don't think you have the confidence to drive back drunk. You can fucking help it. You never know what might happen. You might think you're fine, but I definitely advise against it so many, like, as you get older, you hear about so many accidents happening, and so many people, you know, dying from drinking and driving accidents, it's ridiculous, sorry, side tangent, back to the fun part, uh, so I'm in the car, I feel like we end up picking up a person or two, yeah, oh my god, I was seeing, I was seeing someone, like, casually at that time, like, I'd only seen her, like, once or twice, and we decided to pick her, Up and her friend who had some more weed, apparently, some edibles. And like, I guess that was the only reason we really picked Bob, at least according to him. But I mean, I wanted to spend time with this this girl. So it's the four of us. I think I'm in the back, I don't remember. And we park at the at at the house that we're spending New Year's at. And they're like, come on, Joseph, come on, come on. We're we're going we're going to the house. You, You coming? I'm like, What? oh shit, that's right, wait, we're here, dude, we're not here, where the fuck are we, <laughs> I was really like, because I'd never been to this house before, I was really like, no, no, really, where the fuck is this place, where are we, this is so-and-so's house, I'm like, shut up, no, it's not, because the last time I had been to this friend's house, she lived in like, the suburbs, in a, in this far different, bigger house, we're going to this one story house in the city. And I'm like, where the fuck are we? I must've said that like eight times, but they eventually got me out of my own car <clears throat> and we walked to the front. Sure enough, no one, like no one, but her opened up the door and then her friends are there in the back. I'm like, Oh my God, you live here. And I must've said that about eight times as well. You live here. There's no fucking way. When did you move? Oh my god, that's crazy. And then I got more high. (laughs) And we went out to the pool in in the back, uh, into the back of her house. It was so dark, but it looked so nice. And then there was a hot tub that she started warming up. Bear in mind, like we changed it to our, our bathing suits and everything. It's like 50 something degrees. And even while I'm high, I'm like, this fucking sucks like I, I I'm, I'm with my friends and like the only recourse I have is to hit this hot tub the moment I touch it though it feels like I'm boiling I don't know if it's because it's because of the weed because I'm dehydrated or because it's just meant to be that hot but I'd never been in a hot tub that was so boiling it's like the pool heats up too but that was too cold at the time, and then the hot tub's boiling, and I'm like, I'm having this existential crisis in my head, like, oh, yeah. oh, what do I fucking, what, what do I do, what, what do I do, but I'm not, I'm keeping it inside, I'm not saying it out, out loud, and the others start to try and go in, and they get in fine, I'm like, shit, all right, <sighs> I try, and I'm like, I can't, and they're kind of just like looking at me like like, like enjoying themselves uh, over my suffering just trying to make this happen and like some of them tell the others like he's high just, get, just give him a minute and I finally make it into this hot tub and now I do not want to get out now now the, like the moment I step out of this tub it's it's like it's like arctic tundra I go back in, I'm fine. I go out, Arctic Tundra. It sucks. And so I'm kind of sitting with the girl that that I brought. And her friend is getting the edibles. So my other friend who drove the car is is with that chick. So it's me, this girl, and some of my crewmates. And some other dancer friends that, that we know. And they're all laughing and talking and everything. And I am all about making jokes and sharing stories. My brain at that point could not keep up with the conversation. I was so frustrated for like 30 or 40 minutes the whole time. I was listening in not saying anything because by the time they finished saying something and then I thought of a really funny remark or reply. I mean like not because I'm trying to be funny but because like naturally I love I love making jokes and I love finding the funny side of things The like at the point where, where like, like, I had my aha moment and I wanted to contribute to the conversation, they were already on the next topic or they were already saying something else. And this was happening over and over and over again. I was like, fuck. In my head, not out loud. Actually, sometimes, I, like, I think I said it under my breath a few times. <laughs> and I'm like no one noticed though, so I don't think I didn't really know I was high and uh <laughs> I think after like 34 minutes or something like that I looked to everyone and was like guys I hate to interrupt but like I really want to contribute to the conversation so much but it's like every time you guys finish saying something it takes my brain longer to process it so by the time I think of like the thing I want to say you guys are already talking about something else like fuck <laughs> like it sucks like i want to so i'm glad i communicated that feeling to them and then one of them said like bro don't worry about it just listen just feel just 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 relax I'm like oh, yeah. but it sucks because like this girl who i'm with also like you yeah, know she knows i'm i'm cool but like if if like like we're not that that close so if i acted any weirder like, her, she would lose attraction for me, and I could tell, and so that felt, that made me feel a little uncomfortable, but but her and I were physical, and that was, that was nice, and everything, and then, oh my god, I'll, I'll let this guy know straight to his face, one of my crewmates was, um, was talking with the girl that I had brought, and while the, for every, for every moment when I went inside to, uh, to get food. This is hilarious. I would go through the doorway to the kitchen and there would always be someone walking out the door at the same time. And I would always say like, I would either just get straight to the point and say, I am so high. Or I'd just look at them and be like, what's up? How are you doing? How's the food? I'm so high right now. (laughs) And I must have said that to at least three people. I ate so much, like at this point, cold pizza, cookies and whatnot. I just got so stuffed. And then I would go back into the pool, but then the girl who I was talking with, she went into, like, the normal pool while I was back in the hot tub, because, you know, Arctic Tundra. And this guy, who's a part of our crew, keeps talking and talking and talking to her. And it's like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> like, and and I, I said this to, like, my other crewmates, too. I was like, you know, so-and-so's so talking to so-and-so, like... A lot right now, like what the hell is he doing? Like, I brought her here, and this isn't the first time he's done this. I brought a girl once to a dance space where like the the dancing community in Houston comes to, and while she was sitting and watching, that same person sat next to her and talked to her, and I want to say try to get her number, but like under the pretense that like oh I'm building an Instagram account. Like, like, it'd be great if you followed, yada, yada. I was like, bitch, you scavenging little shit. Like, oh, oh, it frustrated me so much, especially while I'm high and I'm not in proper control of my faculties. All in all, though, it ended up being a good time while being high. Uh, People were playing music and I didn't even realize music was playing until like maybe half an hour in. And then I asked if I could play my music and I played some really relaxing stuff I think they eventually changed it. <laughs> but I could barely hear my music. I could barely. It just blended in with the background of everything going on. Uh, and no, for for good reason, like, that they wanted to change the music. Because I wasn't controlling that, that much what I was playing. So it was literally, like, on shuffle. Anyway, really great first high story. I think I went to bed at, like, 4 a.m. that night. It was a great New Year's. <laughs> oh, and I never talked to that chick again. <laughs> she went back to Rochester, New York, and honestly, her and I had a big fight. I rarely have fights with girls. Usually, I'm, I'm a pretty amicable person, and I usually can tell whether I like I vibe with the chick enough to keep hanging out with her. But, yeah, that, that ended pretty badly. Uh, in the end, that. I... T- I tried way more than I I should have. God, that's annoying to think that. Anyway, that's over. And uh, I think I'll cut this episode right here. Guys, follow us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, Stitcher. And that's all the shit I remember. If there's a link to donate, please donate. It helps when you support the show send some prayers out to Ben, he's going through a lot right now, so, he's going through something traumatizing, so, leave him be, I did what I I could this episode, and, uh, for all the college homies out there, I'm guessing you have break till, like, the 18th, maybe, maybe not, but, dude, isn't this fucking winter break awesome, it's so long, I've never experienced a college break like this, and it's awesome. Take this time to learn a skill, to learn a hobby, to read a book that you've been putting off for a while, to do something you've been putting off. do Do it with passion, energy, and love. That being said, share this with friends and family. New episodes every Friday. Peace.